Welcome to the Sailing to Success podcast, the show created exclusively for entrepreneurs and small business owners looking for a safe port in the storm of fast-paced business growth. Lindsay Phillips is the founder of Smooth Sailing Online Support, a company dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and small business owners increase customer service, run their business more effectively, and increase their profits. Prepare to be inspired and learn some practical tips and strategies you can use in your business today. And now, welcome your host and captain for this 30-minute excursion, Lindsay Phillips. Welcome to the Sailing to Success podcast show. So this show was created exclusively for entrepreneurs and small business owners looking for a safe port in the storm. So my name is Lindsay Phillips. Hello, everyone. And I'm your host and captain for this 30-minute excursion. I am the founder and CEO of Smooth Sailing Online Support, a company dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and small business owners calm the choppy waters of fast-paced business business growth. Um, so I created this podcast to motivate and inspire entrepreneurs to you know, achieve more, have some practical tips, some business building strategies, and just to be more productive, boost your profits, and grow your business and, um, and have less stress. So my special guest today, I'm super excited because um, I know a lot of entrepreneurs deal with stress, <laughs> me included. Um, so she's going to help us out um, with that issue. So with no further ado, I introduce Dr. Tracy Marks. She's a highly skilled and experienced psychiatrist who's dedicated to helping her patients restore balance and joy in their lives by utilizing the most up-to-date treatment strategies in the highest quality of care. So as a psychiatrist, Dr. Marks has a special interest in how the mind and body connect to shape the patient's life. She's worked with numerous women struggling to balance her life and work while also overcoming burnout, anxiety, depression, and other stress-related issues. I'm sure many of my listeners out there can relate. Dr. Marks uh, specializes in sleeping problems, and she even appears on major primetime television discussing really important sleep-related issues. She writes articles for Huffington Post and Bedtime Network. Um, she's a board-certified forensic psychiatrist and appears as a psychiatrist, sorry, a psychiatric expert on CNN and HLN. So welcome, Tracy. Thanks so much for coming on my show. Thanks for inviting me. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, and you know what? It's like stress and mental well-being. I mean, gosh, entrepreneurs and moms are so, you know, a lot type A and have so much going on. So, you know, stress is such a big issue. I sort of feel like it's an epidemic. Do you feel that way too? I totally feel like it's an epidemic because there's just, there's, there's so much going on. And as much as I love how we can now connect much better with people through social media and online. Unfortunately, though, I think that has made our lives worse in the stress department totally. because we're always on and it's too easy to be always on. And it creates, um, I think, an environment and an expectation that you're just kind of always available no matter yeah. what. So it kind of lessens the, the downtime. Yes, it dr dramatically lessens the downtime, which then increases the stress. So I know, um, I can't remember where I was, but it was just talking about um, how people are always busy and they brag about being busy. And it's almost like, I think someone touted it as like a busyness syndrome. <laughs> um, <laughs> have you heard of that before? 
I have. You know, that made me think about, I won't name any names, but there's a television show with a very popular social media, I will say he's a guy, but um, they were doing this clip of him saying how he will out hustle anybody and this and that and the other. And I'm, and I was just thinking to myself, that sounds good, but what's your, what's your life really like personally? Because if you're always out hustling, you're either, you have to either be single or you have no family life. That's (laughs) true, right? Um, Yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't have it all. You just can't. And maybe I'm just kind of, you caught me on a bad day where I've kind of faced some of these issues most recently, but yeah, there, there is this kind of um, machismo or this, this bravado about how hard are you really work willing to work to make this happen? Well, okay. Yeah. Put yourself out there and do that, but it does have consequences, unfortunately. You know, I catch myself sometimes, right? People ask you how you're doing or what you're up to. And you're like, oh my God, I'm so busy. And then as soon as I say it, I'm like, oh, like I almost prefer like, you know, you hear people that they're, they're having a successful business, but they're like traveling and they have a day off. And I'm like, I'm more impressed with that, to be honest, because that's what I want. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of something you have to build into your day. So a lot of times when I, I will see people in my office where the, the, they may come in, say, complaining of, of something, they're just not feeling, or they have a lot of anxiety. Say, yeah. That's kind of the, the typical thing I'll see, a lot of anxiety. And one of the first things we address is, what's your day like? And right. more often than not, it's a very jam-packed day from morning to night and to some degree, you can't help or you can't totally control, say, your work hours. You've got to show up at work at eight or nine, and you really can't leave before five or six. Okay. But then what happens after you leave work? Um, for many people, it will still be more work when you get home. So you come home, yeah. you do dinner, the kids, homework, whatever is necessary, and then pick back up again. Um, and that's where it's those additional hours in the day um, that start kind of this buildup of um, creating more stress and eventual burnout and then anxiety and just all kinds of problems. No doubt. So what do you see as the biggest stressors, um, you know, with your patients or women, entrepreneurs, whatever? Yeah. Um, Some of the biggest stressors are uh, trying to juggle well, well, first of all, um, as far as the women who are moms, um, I think even if you have it all kind of nicely zipped up and tied up with either your children are older, so you don't have childcare issues, or, or you've got a nanny or daycare, still just being a parent and just adds a whole nother layer or, or takes out a whole like lobe of your brain that is consumed with your child's welfare, you know? Right. So I just think about my, about myself, my, I keep my ringer off during the day on my cell phone, but if I get a call on my cell phone, that is not a number I recognize. My first thought is, is something wrong with my child? I know. Whereas, you know, and so that's just, that creates this, oh, what is this call about? What's wrong? Um, and so just that kind of additional layer of responsibility kind of, um, reduces your resources a little bit. 
um, to be able to handle the other stresses of life. Um, and then the juggling, the, you know, being fully on at work and then coming home and having either leftover work that you've got to go back to um, once the family's tucked away or, um, or just even um, just having too many things that are just taking up too much of your day over committing to too many activities and thinking that we can just, we can just do more. That's usually what I see. Just, just too much, too many things to do. And then feeling guilty because you, you, you can't do it all, which is crazy to me. Yeah, I know. And it's easy for, um, uh, it's, it's easy to be, to, I guess, be guilted into thinking that you have to do it all because other people are doing it. And mm-hmm. little do we know that as much as those things may be stressing you, they're stressing other people too, but nobody's mm-hmm. saying that. Everyone's just saying yes, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, one tip I would offer or, or kind of two things that I suggest that people do as a place to start because yeah. – you know, I don't want to just be Debbie Downer and, oh, life is terrible. We're all stressed out. I mean, okay, <laughs> what do we do about this? Um, and where I start with is encouraging people to first, ha- they have got to build in some downtime, some cushion time. So um, normally that starts with this whole big old conversation about sleep, um, which is probably too big to entirely cover in in this one interview. Yeah. I mean, it's just so much to it, but sleep isn't, we were kind of talking about this a a little bit before we started, isn't something that just, just happens. It it has to be something that you plan for. It should be just as big of a thing that you plan for as your meals for the day, or, you know, your, your getting up and going to work each morning. Um, So, it starts with people having a regular bedtime. If you're just going to bed, it kind of depends, which I hear that a lot, depends um, on what's going on and this and that and the other, and you're shifting it by a few hours. That in and of itself will mess up your whole sleep cycle such that you, chances are, are not sleeping consistently a, a regular amount of sleep each night. If you don't do that, if you are getting less than just say the average uh, adult should be getting between seven and nine hours. And people will say, well, I get by on six. I'm fine on five. What you might be conscious on five, you may be able to make it through the day, but you're so much less efficient than you otherwise would be. So I kind of compare it to having, you know, our, our phones, which we're all stuck on, our mm-hmm. phones have to be recharged. But sometimes when you've, you've left your phone on too long or your, your, um, your computer, it starts acting weird and you got to do a reboot and stuff like that. Our bodies are the same way. We have to get recharged. So um, I tell people they have to step out in faith. If you just prioritize to make sure that, say, you have a bedtime that allows you to get at least seven hours every yeah. night, which could be a lot for some people, um, you, you're, you're, you'll have so much more mental capacity to be able to get more done in the less amount of time, right. or you'll have, you know what I'm saying? You have, totally. you'll be more efficient. So you actually get more done. It's kind of so like, that your, you your need oper- less time. like your operating system runs faster. 
Yes, yes. It's like you're just injecting more RAM in there <laughs> so that you can actually do more. Um, I would never have an, thought of having to plan your sleep. Like I'm kind of like, eh, eh, I've never thought of it that way before, I have to say. <laughs> yeah, I actually think that um, like you, that the day should start with bedtime. Like that's the, that's the beginning of how you start the day. So you sleep and then you wake up and finish. <laughs> you go back to sleep. I mean, because... <laughs> Because it's just that, it's just that important. So how does it, um, I mean, I know you touched upon it a little bit, but like how does, obviously nutrition plays a part, but how does sleep affect your, like your, your well-being, like your stress levels, your just, I know, again, some people deal with anxiety and depression and just physically burned out. Um, so how does sleep pay, play a part in that? Like how does it affect you? So uh, it affects you hugely. So when you don't get sufficient sleep, so yeah. we would call that sleep deprivation. So that would be anything under six hours. So right. even though I said seven to nine, but six is like the cutoff. Okay. Um, you get increased cortisol levels. Um, increased cortisol levels, that's the stress hormone. So you can get um, an increased anxiety from that. You can even get weight gain. Really? So people who, yes. So chronic sleep deprivation can actually affect your ability to lose weight. So the person who says, well, I haven't changed how I eat and I work out all the time and you still got the roll around your, your waist. Well, <laughs> yeah. how are you sleeping? Oh. So it, it's really important that way. Interesting. Does it affect your uh, serotonin levels? Yes, it can also affect your serotonin levels. So, and it's more of like a feedback loop kind of mechanism thing. So you definitely get the increased cortisol levels. Yeah. And then that just kind of, everything kind of just shifts around from there. So uh, chronic sleep deprivation can actually lead or cause people to get depressed. And I have seen people in my office where after talking to them, getting the full story, yeah. I don't think, I think that their depression that they're coming and complaining of is actually just because they're not sleeping. And yeah. I put them on a sleeping medicine that helps kind of force them into a sleeping routine. And once they start sleeping better, they're good to go. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, so, you sort of, I guess, don't realize you, you try to pack so much into a day. So you extend your day. And I guess we don't realize how important it is. We don't, it, but it's interesting though. We realize how important it is for toddlers to sleep. So true. Have kids, <laughs> you know, they have got to stay on their routine. Yes. And if they don't, they're fussy. They got the evening meltdowns and all that kind of thing. And, um, but yet when we get to be adults, we just kind of walk away from all that, but it's not like we grow out of it. We need a routine right. as well, or else things start getting wacky. And people can compensate for a while, let's say 20s, college, doing all-nighters, and maybe into 30s. But once you start hitting like maybe early, mid-30s, your body starts losing its ability to compensate and just start saying, I'm done with this. Yeah. And so then you start seeing all kind of weird or stuff happen to you, anxiety, depression, physical problems stuff like that. I can't yeah. focus. 
So true. So I'm one, useless without sleep. One tip, uh, one little kind of quick tip I yeah. will offer too is that um, with regards to say the evening stuff. So let's say you're someone who you're saying, well, I don't really have a problem. So once I fall asleep, I'm I'm fine. Um, if anything, I just have a little trouble getting to sleep earlier than I'd like, but I'm still good with that. Well, um, electronics, uh, and, and people, they, they, this is getting more popular for people to know this, but electronics emit a blue, uh, light or blue color to the light that's similar to sunlight. And so too much exposure to, um, electronics at night can slow down or or um, delay your ability to go to sleep oh. because one of the things that is required for being able to go to sleep is the release of a hormone called melatonin yeah and the because this is how if we were just cave people and there was no sunlight and we had no electricity how do we know how does the body know to go to bed at right. dark it, it's because of the sunlight so um, when we, um, so when we are in the evenings, keeping phones and tablets and things close to our eyes and stuff, you're getting a lot of exposure to this light that could interfere with your melatonin production that you should be getting at nighttime. I so one way that. around, yeah. So one way around that is actually to use, uh, blue light blocking glasses. They're oh, very easy to for. get. You can get them on Amazon. They're pretty cheap these days. They have an orange lens. Um, I just got another few pair that I got because one my the one I had broke, and I think they were like nine or ten dollars a piece. And um, and I I use them every single night. Now it look kind of strange me walking around my house with sunglasses on, but so be it. It works for me. Exactly. But. <laughs> For people who like to say read on a tablet at nighttime, yeah. I would highly recommend doing that. That's a great idea. I mean, I knew there was like, you know, too much brain stimulus or whatever when you're on your devices, but I never heard of that blue light thing. So that's an awesome tip. Yes, yes, very important. It could make a big difference too. Yeah. So what other, I know you've kind of talked about learning how to sleep or, or having a plan. Um, so what would you say is the ideal set up or routine before going to bed? Okay, well, what I normally recommend is that people, um, first of all, set a bedtime. So let's just say you really need to go to bed at, at, at 11 p.m. because um, you need to wake up by 6. So that gives you a good 7 hours. So 11 is the time you need to be unconscious. Not the time you need to say, oops, let me go get in the bed. Exactly. <laughs> so then what you do is you back up an hour and make 10 o'clock the wind down period. So that's the time that it's definitely uh, no more electronics unless you're using the blue light blocking glasses. Right. Um, you prepare for, so you spend the next 30 minutes preparing for bed, brushing your teeth, whatever you do to prepare for bed. And then that next half an hour would be what you something relaxing to help you fall asleep. And that could be either the reading or the listening to music, meditation, if you're into meditation. Um, lately, or my favorite thing at home is I'll, uh, and this is how I got into essential oils, but I'll diffuse 
um, something like lavender or some other types of relaxing essential oils to kind of help us also settle down and wind down. And then it shouldn't take you, for someone who's not sleep deprived or doesn't have a problem, the amount of time that it should take you to fall asleep is between 15, 20 minutes, 30 maximum. Okay. So if you're sitting in bed for 45 minutes, you technically have uh, initial insomnia, we call it. You have a sleeping problem because it shouldn't take that long to fall asleep. Interesting. Now, I know you mentioned um, essential oils, and actually, um, I know you've got this awesome um, product with Mark's Essentials and this new product line. And this totally interests me because I only just got into it maybe a couple of months ago and have like a diffuser. I love lavender and I put that on before I go to bed. Um, I know you've got like 20 again night serum and another sleep body oil. Can you tell me a little bit about those and how they help? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So I, uh, for years would diffuse lavender in my office and that was pretty much the extent to which I was using essential oils. And then I had an experience where someone told me about taking um, a salt bath and they put these oils in the water and it, how it relaxed. And so I said, well, let me give it a try. I took, I, so I, I took some um, sea salt and put some clary sage. It, I had actually started doing some research on other relaxing essential yeah. oils. Anyway, I made this concoction, took a bath. I could barely keep my eyes open. I thought I was going to fall asleep in the tub. Really? And I thought, wow. So I just thought, Okay, maybe I was just really tired that night, so <laughs> I didn't want to believe it. <laughs> yeah. So I did it again, and it was the same thing where I was like, okay. and unfortunately, I did it. It was like a Saturday, and I had to, like, cook dinner, and I said, oh, let me take this afternoon bath. I, I didn't want to get up and cook, I, so I thought, wow, this is, this is something. So I started doing more research and even uh, took a uh, aromatherapy course so I could really be um, learned on this or, you know, know what I'm talking yeah. about. So all that to say, I really discovered how essential oils really do have therapeutic benefit in many ways other than just relaxation. And it goes beyond just kind of smelling lavender. So they also are effective through skin absorption. Yeah. And, um, Many of them have uh, other properties other than relaxing. Some of them can be stimulating if that's what you need. So um, I just love, 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 love essential oils. So then I started working on formulations uh, for the intent of helping patients initially uh, with various problems. And I wanted to see if I could get something to help people with anxiety, sleep, and attention. Because all of those things, medication-wise, require medications that are dependent, I mean, that are habit-forming. People get stuck on them. People get stuck on Ambien and can't get off of it. Yeah. And so if I could find something natural that could help people, that would be like, you know, the, the grail for me. I mean, that was kind of my goal. So that's how my new business, Mark's Essentials, evolved um, into creating organic, natural products for the mind and body. And, um, and I've just, you know, I just love it. So my sleep oil that I kind of, I had a few iterations of it, uh, would just kind of put it on, give it to people here, take this and try it <laughs> and tell yeah. me what you think, <laughs> you know, and get feedback. But um, 
I came up. So the sleep oil is, is one where I've gotten a lot of positive feedback and I use it almost every night um, where I just squirt it on my body and then I start getting drowsy and relaxed and I just love it. it yeah, I mean, yes. So, and a lot of people don't understand how they think you just smell it and that's it. I mean, it does have great things. Um, but yeah, I even just for my son, he has eczema. So I've been using, um, oh shoot, what's it called? Calendula oil and then mix it with geranium and lavender. Mm -hmm. And it's been really mm -hmm. helping my skin. And, um, but yeah, again, you just think you smell it, but I know, I think I saw on your site, a woman was putting the drops like uh, on her ear, ear temp or her temples and her neck or something like that when she was going to bed. And yeah, I was raving how awesome it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was wonderful to get feedback from, uh, people who were actually using it, but yeah, I, I'll, um, the, so the main ways the essential oils are absorbed or taken in by the body are inhalation which is the quick which is the fastest way just yeah. because of the anatomy of it it goes through your nose and then that quickly goes up uh, through the olfactory nerve to the brain um, which is the smelling nerve but then there's skin absorption which takes about 20 minutes mm -hmm. and then there's oral absorption which is generally not recommended for most um, there are some that you, uh, and particularly some companies that'll, you know, talk a lot about, put a drop of this in your morning you drink and all that. Yeah. Yeah. But you've got to be careful because they're, these essential oils are, are essentially very highly concentrated plant mm -hmm. oils. And so they're very strong and, um, and you could actually, I mean, so you, you don't want it to burn your insides uh, taking it orally. But so I wouldn't recommend that unless you were really doing it under the guidance of an aromatherapist. Yeah. So I the know. main things are inhaling and skin absorption. Now, do you always need an oil base when you're doing the skin absorption or are some of them okay to put like the essential oils directly on your skin? Okay, great question. So in general, you should always dilute it with um, a base oil that's not an essential oil. So mm -hmm. the difference with the essential oils is that they're, they're highly concentrated. So for example, lavender, they could use, take tons of lavender petals and, and condense it down and get these little drops of lavender oil. A base oil, something like olive oil, Everybody knows olive oil, but yeah. you know, there's so many more avocado oil, coconut oil. Those are, um, very, uh, those are vegetable oils as well. They're, they're not, uh, volatile. You can't, you don't inhale them like you yeah. do the essential oils. <laughs> <laughs> and they're very safe for the skin. So, um, so, you know, a typical dilution, um, just kind of thinking this off the top of my head, something like uh, two or 3% dilution would be like putting as little as um, six drops of lavender in an ounce of coconut oil or shea butter or yeah. um, olive oil or something like that to mix it up and then use that on your skin. There are some oils that every now and then you could use them um, straight to your skin. We call it using it neat where it's undiluted. Yeah. And lavender's a good example of one 
fat can be good for burns if you um, just drop it on and you still only want to put like a couple of drops. Yeah. And I've actually used that where I've cooked and burned my hand. I grabbed some drops of lavender and I could see when it was all said and done, I'd have this scar or this burn where I have these, it looks like a, looks like a net where these little drops of regular skin, these little spots where the skin didn't burn because that's where the lavender drop went. <laughs> and then it's wow. brown around it. Wow. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's uh, interesting. But um, so in general, yes, you, you, you want to dilute the oil before applying it to your body. And some of your products are, are built that way anyways, right? I know you've got like a body butter, so it's, I'm assuming it's the base with the, the essential oil in it? Yes. So the products that I have, which um, are not that many, but the products that I have are all meant, uh, are all diluted. I'm not giving any straight essential oils. Gotcha. With the exception of the inhalers on there. So the inhalers are essentially... Um, Kind of like if for people who are old enough to remember the Vicks nasal inhaler. inhaler. Totally remember that. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't know if they still sell them, I but don't think they do. Really, it's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's these plastic tubes, and you screw the top the the top part off, and then there's this other this inner tube with a hole in the top, and so all it is 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 I took. So inside is a cotton wick and it's pure essential oil onto the wick and then it's covered by this top. So what it's allowing for, so that's the only, you know, that's straight essential yeah. oil, but you're still not applying it to your skin. And what it, what it is, is I call it aromatherapy on the go. So instead of having to get a diffuser and plug it in, you can just take this with you in your purse well, and idea. smell it. Yeah, it's very convenient. And that's what I meant by, you know, the essential oils do a whole lot more than just um, relax. There a lot of them are antiviral or antibacterial, because if you think about it, it's really the essence of the plant. And it's one of their defense mechanisms uh, against the environment to be able to kill off stuff. Um, so a lot of these oils are antibacterial and yeah. antiviral. I love tea tree oil. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. I love tea tree oil as well. Absolutely. And I know that I'm a lot more diligent with the using inhalers for myself than my family is. And they yeah. use my body butter a lot. But I um, use the inhale, the, I was using my airplane inhaler a lot. And this past spring, my son got the flu. And then the very next day, my husband got it. And I never got it. And I, I had to believe that it was because I had been doing so much inhaling and all that yeah. kind of stuff that I just, it just bypassed me. But, that you know, sense. I sleep in the bed with my husband and, yeah, yeah. and yet I didn't get sick. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it is <up>. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I, I love, I could, yeah, I love essential oil. I know. Awesome. Well, I could talk to you all day. You have so much insight. Um, so where can people go, Tracy, to find your uh, Mark's Essentials? Website is marksessentials.com, and that's M-A-R-K-S. That's my last name, yeah. and then the word essentials, plural, dot com. 
Perfect. And I know you've got, uh, yeah, your products on there, free trial to try things out. Um, I wish you shipped to Canada. <laughs> I know. I'll look into it again. Yeah, I was just trying. It's just uh, the I cost know. of shipping. I it's know. just not. But, yeah, but I'm working to get it, uh, get it on Amazon. Oh, um, great. Yeah, Amazon has restrictions now. I don't know if that's new with regards to co things that are considered cosmetics. Oh. So, yeah, so I'm in the process of getting everything independently tested by a lab so that I can kind of get that right. approval. And then hopefully that will help with shipping to Canada. Yeah, oh, that would be awesome. Keep me posted. <laughs> okay, will do. Perfect. Well, thanks so much for coming on, Tracy. You've given me so much um, and my audience some great tips helping with their sleep and stress levels. And yeah, I mean, I highly recommend using essential oils and checking out um, MarksEssentials.com for sure. Um, so yeah, people, it's, uh, that's it for this special episode of Sailing to Success podcast. Um, again, I'm Lindsay Phillips, and uh, if you want to check this podcast and my other episodes and video and blogs, um, check out lindsayphillips.com. So that's L-Y-N-D-S-A-Y-P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S.com. So until next time, folks, I wish you a productive and profitable week, and may the winds always be at your back. You've been listening to the Sailing to Success podcast, the show created exclusively for entrepreneurs and small business owners looking for a safe port in the storm of fast-paced business growth. To make sure you don't miss a single profit-boosting show, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes and www.sailingtosuccesspodcast.com. To learn more about how Lindsay and her team can help you increase customer service, run your business more effectively, and increase your profits, go to www.ssonlinesupport.com. That's www.ssonlinesupport.com. Now go and implement what you've learned and come back next week for more Sailing to Success podcasts.